Welcome back to another episode of the Owner's Box. This is Andy Haynes, and I am joined by my um, consummate co-host. And I say that having done one episode before this. <laughs> so, um, but please welcome Preston Johnson, um, one of the owners of Wagner United, Crawley Town FC. And uh, yeah, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Getting ready to uh, actually leave. I don't know when this will eventually be posted. I know we're trying to get owners when they have time, when they can come in, when we can speak with them. Uh, so we have a good one coming up for today. But regardless, I leave later today to go back to London and Crawley. So uh, right after this, I'll start packing my bags and making my way across the pond. But I'm feeling good. Things are good. We got the first home game this weekend and we need to get three points. So uh, yeah, a little more pressure than 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 I was hoping for had we come out with a result in Carlisle, but uh, that's that's what the game is. We got to adapt and and move on. Yeah, I um, I um, also you know we need to get the three points, and um, we also um, I need to get to um, our loft to get all of the Amazon packages. <laughs> yeah. There's two high stakes. Uh, Items this weekend. (laughs) So, I mean, rumor has it you're going to be at the owners versus supporters game on Friday across from the stadium. So, I'm not sure if you're refereeing or like what your intent is. Um, I was planning on kind of being a a number ten, you know, type of position. (laughs) I was hoping to get out there and you 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 play number ten back in the day. Yeah. No, I play. I pay. I played the bench. I, I'm a decent player for my age. I think I'm on a I'm on a couple co-ed teams. I'll show up at a oh, yeah? pickup game. Okay. All right. I have a mean better cross. than me. That's for sure. I have a mean cross. Um, I was thinking we also could have like we need to have some kind of like crossbar or penalty challenge of some sort. Okay. Pre-game, yeah. you know, as part of our warm up, build up. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, like uh, you know, we can talk about it more with our guest when he arrives, but um. Do you have any thoughts on on what happened in Carlisle? Like, was there anything that kind of stood out to you as just you know? from a football perspective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I definitely, from somebody who is a big football fan but not an analytics guy, I could see that we were having trouble kind of connecting. Uh, the defense was a little was a little scrambled at times. I mean, I think also. If you looked at the stats, we did have possession, I think, two-thirds of the time. Yeah, it was like 66%, which typically is a positive thing. Uh, The problem is when you have possession and it's not creating opportunities in attack to score, who really cares, right? And we didn't have many opportunities to score. And defensively, they were pressuring us so high and aggressively. They had plenty of opportunities in in our final third to, to create their own chances so uh no we have to improve even though possession is part of the game it has to be valuable and efficient possession or else it's not even worth anything and you look at you know part of our mo is that we're going to be high press and and aggressive and um you know they pressured us quite significantly more than we did them now in the second half that improved drastically uh you can look at a metric called ppda to give kind of an idea of how many uh you know passes per defensive action before um, you know, there's a change of possession and the, I think we, we came in at 7.8 or 7.9, but in the first half we were over 12, which is just like embarrassing actually. So we made the adjustment second half. We played much more aggressively, um, on that side, 
but we have to just be able to do that out of the gate, right, right after kickoff. Um, but offensively and in, in, in everything on that front, you know, we need to be way more um, conscious of, of what our game plan is and, and what we can do. I'm not sure. I mean, this isn't going to get posted. It'll be public anyway, well, unfortunately. Uh, nothing's easy, Andy, but uh, mm-hmm. we, we uh, obviously unfortunate for a lot of the fans. Um, we thought as uh, a group, as a club, moving Glenn Morris on potentially to take some money off of our books and utilize it to bring in a better goalkeeper and Ellery um, would have been positive. He comes in from Brentford. Uh, he gets injured in uh, the first game. Corey comes in and saved a bunch of potential goals uh, in the second half. I thought he played well, maybe a little nervous out of the back, like playing possession style football. He booted it a few times. We didn't have anyone down the pitch. Uh, yeah. But overall, I thought he played okay. But Ellery with the injury, uh, and I actually just got a text as I was logging on from Kevin, and I haven't read it yet. So I have, I know there was a scan today. Um, should I just read it? I mean, why not? I guess we should. Yeah, why not? This is like the the whole thing about the whole point, right? It's the owner's box. (laughs) Okay, I can't read it, but uh, (laughs) he's he's wondering. It's it's more of like a budget question with some specific numbers on what we can do to bring in um, another keeper because now we need another one, and it's just like super unlucky and annoying. Yeah, part of like being an owner though is like. We make what we think is going to be a positive move long-term for the club in short-term because we get a keeper that we value um, quite a bit and he is unable to play now for a while. So uh, and keepers just don't get injured that frequently either. It's like just, yeah, it's uh, frustrating. But overall, well, yeah, there's a ton to improve on. Um, and, you know, we, I spoke to Kevin and Dan yesterday. There were a few things that uh, they are considering that uh, – I think will be helpful going into Saturday against Leighton Orient in the home opener. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited. We also brought in Mazid from Arsenal who will be able to play and, and add another dynamic for us on the left side. And uh, yeah, I'm just a little bit bummed about Ellery. It's one game though. People love to overreact. Fans love to overreact, but uh, ultimately like he played really well against similar quality uh, in preseason and friendlies um, against clubs like QPR and hearts uh, that, our offense certainly was not the issue. So right, right, getting you know, attacking and scoring was was not the issue. So I wouldn't look too much into it. And Carlisle is a tough place to play. We haven't won there very frequently in uh, our history. So uh, we and, we move on. And look forward. And also, I think uh, I mean we can we can edit this out if you feel uncomfortable with it. But it was just a little bit of a sting with um, kind of a misstep on our part. I mean, I think we should just address it that it was like a. Um, <laughs> I definitely was privy to it. I, I think you had a little bit more removed. It wasn't I mean, if, my creation. If anyone's look, if ever, if anyone's watched your stand up, like you, yeah, of course you were good. You you were like, oh, this is I do this every night. I I really like. I didn't come up with it, but I also did not expect the backlash. And I want to apologize because yeah. I could have, if I would have known how upsetting it would be. I mean, I just think it was a cultural um, divide type of situation. And yeah, and I think, you know, in, in some regards, you know, and, and I can apologize, too, because I knew about it before it went up, although I'm more on the football operations, I, you know, I saw it. Um, I didn't think it was going to be like that, uh, that much of an eye opener over or, or for us. And, you know, as far as a reaction over there, but, uh, you know, fans know we're going to be unique and different and take some risks. That one obviously failed and didn't hit. And um, 
you know, Evan's got a creative mind and there's been some things he's thrown at us that I actually have said, now we can't do that one. So that one, yep. I was, I was wrong myself. Like we just uh, misplayed it and we, we move on. We got to win games ultimately. And that's what I'm going over there to make sure we can do that. And if we do some fun content yeah. here and there, that actually is positive then great but uh you're our new risk. We're, we're, we're trying that <laughs> we were gonna wait until the end of the podcast but yeah there you go i'm, I'm gonna be in net on saturday i'm gonna be practicing friday night getting into shape mm-hmm. against the supporters but uh no i mean part of this is and when i say take risk i mean like look we're trying to build the internet steam we're trying to get attention um doesn't need to be that negative obviously there's consequences if it's um looked at in that way in that light but uh we we want to try to do some things that are unique and um we'll continue to do them but obviously we respect uh fans and and even some of the other owners in our group that are like yeah that crossed the line we need to you know listen to them and appreciate them and you know consider it for next time yeah i think that um i just coming from an american um an american perspective where we um, kind of have a culture of, of saying some pretty uh, aggressive things about competition. And then also yeah. having just read uh, Bill Buford's Amongst the Thugs, I was like, <laughs> no way this is going to ruffle any feathers. But it was, yeah, it was a misstep. So we can move on. I just wanted to address that because I know it's some fine. people were quite upset and that was uh, not our intention. We're always trying to, you know, I mean, do they do, do they do roasts over there? Like I, I know it's, I, yeah, I know it's like respect the huge, heritages and like cities. It's like a huge towns, new, but, huge yeah. new thing is, um, is, is roasting, uh, comedy roasting like they do on Comedy Central, like the roast battles. It's, it's okay. kind of gained a huge following and they do it over there. Um, I actually think it's doing better over there right now than it is in the States just cause we've done it so much, but um, that gave me a great idea is like, you know, we probably have to get some kind of crawly roast at maybe yeah. the end of the season or something I can put together. We'll, some we'll bring the red devil back in a video to roast crawly. Yeah. I think that's good. Or we'll, we'll roast, um, you know, we'll do like a live roast of Betsy and Dan and, you know, maybe we can do a whole dais thing like that. No yeah. promises, but this is, you know, <laughs> you know, what's you know, what's interesting. I know we're waiting for our guest still, so I'll ping him and make sure that he's uh, good to come on. But we, like our, our mascot is a red devil. Like it's a devil, like it's going to be evil and cynical. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that was, we, we played into that too much too, as obviously like just posting the video that he sent in. I just, I yeah, thought, I Oh yeah, devil. It, it's crazy. We're doing, yeah, that's the idea. And anyways, I think the devil, um, I, I know that he's, uh, we have a new devil scorch, but classically our devil, um, Reggie, the red, um, was a uh i think he was more of like an imp you know just kind of a troublemaker he didn't you know we weren't talking a beelzebub lucifer devil it was more of a kind of a troublemaker you know and um i think that was our misstep right there i mean if you look at reggie's track record he's going to fun runs he's walking around town square he's he's a nice guy and i think that that's just something we missed <laughs> you're not at all (laughs) it reminds me of like going to a comedy show or you yourself doing a stand-up bit and like just totally whiffing on a joke and you just feel like so awkward and uncomfortable and you feel so bad but there's nothing you can do it already happened like so what how do you like what's your mindset like because i was like pretty bummed for like the weekend obviously i wanted to win and then we lost yeah saturday and sunday evan even told me he's like 
you, you took this pretty hard, huh, man? Like he called me on a on a phone on the phone shortly after. And so I don't know. Yeah. Like, how do you do that just as like a, a comedian and someone that has to improv and do things on the fly? Um, hold on one second. I'm going to add uh, I'm going to add he, Sean. And he's then grabbing some this. headphones. He said he'll be. Oh, OK. Right back. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think, you know, it's like I've done it every night for 17 years and it still is the worst feeling in the world. Um, I haven't bombed every night for 17 years, but there is something palpably, palpably horrible, um, you know, about a joke not going over. And I think that, you know, the one thing about comedy, like especially stand up, is that stand up you're trying to like when you get to kind of a high enough refined enough level you you're really trying to get a group of strangers to understand you right like your sense of humor yeah. right and so when that doesn't work you feel very alone yes. in the world <laughs> it's it, it kind of gets down to like a primal um what is wrong with me yeah, yeah cellular level yeah like why can't i why can't i relate to these other humans and um yeah, I uh, I think um, you take that chance and hopefully, you know, with stand-up, I've kind of gotten to a point where even if a joke doesn't work, it doesn't, like, kill the set. I have a lot of saves and things like that. But I, at the same time, I do think that... Um, what's our save here, Andy? What, what's our save? Just a win. <laughs> a winning uh, football game, right? A yeah. win at Leighton this week. And um, I don't know if I have to say Leighton Orient. And then um, obviously just keep on making great content. I, You know, obviously everything that I've done so far has been perfectly Perfect. received. Oh, yeah. And so um, <laughs> we'll just, you know, we'll just default to me. Okay. Um, do you want to introduce Sean? I'm going to bring him in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring him on. Um, Sean Guerin, I think, is technically how people are supposed to say it, although... And you're muted, by the way. Um, I think most people say Sean Guerin. But uh, yeah, all good. You'll get the unmute. Sean's a, a friend of mine that goes back uh, very, very, I don't know, 10-ish years, maybe 11, uh, way before Web3 existed. And uh, he was one of the original founders. I wanted to, That's why we wanted to bring him on one of the first OwnerBox episodes. Uh, he was... It was me, Evan, and Sean that flew out to London initially way back in November when we were like, hey, we got to go buy a club. And we visited uh, three or four. Maybe it was three with Sean, but uh, four total ultimately that trip. And you know, eventually we landed on Crawley um, after five or six more months. But um, anyways, just wanted to bring us Sean on, talk about his past and kind of uh, you know who he was pre-Web3, how he got into Web3, and then why he wants to be a part of Wagon United. And so uh, with that, Sean, welcome to the Owner's Box. Yeah, thanks for having me. Can you all hear me okay? Yep. Yeah, you sound great. You look great, awesome. too. Awesome. Thank you. Trying, Where are trying, you at uh, right now? Trying a little bit of self-care. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been rough <laughs> in, in, the bear market, in the bear market streets. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, just, you know, showing up every day, trying to do cool things. And um, certainly, Wagme United was one of the more fun uh, opportunities that came up last year. Um, to, to Preston's point, we met actually through Twitter about a decade ago now. Um, both of us, big sports fans, obviously, you know, you know his history. Uh, me just growing up, um, athletes and, and sports was always kind of like a rallying point for me. And in the NFT community, you see that uh, this idea of identity and community is so important. And so that convergence of, of sports and community was such a, a logical 
and fun jumping off point. Um, Snowfro said something that I thought was uh, really important when describing the opportunity with Wagner United. And he said that uh, it just seems like a really good opportunity for people to be involved and cheer for something common across the ecosystem that isn't price related, right? Just cheering for the team, um, you know, bringing Untethered from the market, I yeah. think is what, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, nobody loves a bear market, but uh, hopefully we can we can win some matches and uh, it'll make things feel a little bit easier. So actually, he asked me in the intro and I gave my few cents of uh, how I thought the game went Saturday. Without now, you haven't heard what I said. So just out of curiosity, what were your thoughts? I know you watched the entire game. You were chatting in uh, Telegram, yeah. Discord, everything. Um, yeah, just give us your thoughts on, on how you thought we performed and like what we yeah, did. So I was pretty encouraged by the new keeper. I know he left at the half, but uh, I felt like he was pretty solid. And our our young keeper, I, I don't know his name yet, who came in for the second half, he also flashed glimpses. So I think mm -hmm. those are potentially two good building blocks for the team. Um, I mean, in, in all of the friendlies leading up, we've gotten off to such slow starts. And certainly it was no different here. Um, I saw someone posting about some of the advanced metrics with the uh, the expected goals, and it was a, a pretty brutal story there. You can but, say that I was the one that posted it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that paints a very bloody picture. Um, yeah. But you know, after the first 20, 25 minutes, I was I was somewhat encouraged by again they seemed to to pick things up as as the match went on. Um, if the stats were correct that I was seeing on the match feed, we had a lot of possession. We just didn't do anything yeah. with it. So, you know, if we can be a bit more aggressive uh, when we do have the ball. You know. Yep. No, that's still, good. It's that's still something... a new team coming together, right? Yeah. Like all these guys just started playing together. So there are going to be some road bumps, I would think. But everybody seems excited there from what I can tell internally. So. People, people love to overreact too, but uh, no, you hit on a lot of the same points I did and possession is a key one for Kevin and the style of play, but if it's not efficient or effective possession, then like it doesn't really matter. Right. So we have to be more aggressive. Uh, and I think a lot of it is being more aggressive defensively up higher the pitch. We're pressuring more frequently. And so when we actually force the ball, turn it over, we have possession in their final third. We don't always have to, you know, have a brilliant move up from the back all the way to the front. Um, Anyways, Andy, I know you have some questions for Sean. Whether they're sport related, Web three related, Pixel Vault related, feel free. Bring to them on. Fire some out. Yeah, um, I'm t I'm just amazed that you didn't ask me my opinion on the analytics. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't actually see those numbers because Preston won't let me see them. Um, but that's because you're not in the ownership group. I don't know if you remember I know. that. Yeah. Okay. We can do another uh, video you know, if you need to be reminded. You have to remind me every time we talk, Andy. Mm -hmm. You're not an owner. Uh, mm -hmm. No, I um. Thanks for coming on. I uh, really yeah, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I kind of wanted to know your story a little bit more about, you know, how you got involved in, you know, I, I know you just said how you got involved in Web3 kind of, but like, um, how did you get involved with Wagme? Like, how did that genesis kind of? Yeah, so um, I've been, call it crypto curious since probably 2014. I think a lot of people interested in sports that have ever gambled, uh, you know, even for fun, were introduced 
a while ago into this idea of using cryptocurrency as, a, as an easy method of transacting and depositing on sports books. And so I think that was probably the first time I had ever deposited was back in like 2014 or so with Bitcoin. And then I, I really just became really interested in the topic. Um, the world is becoming more and more digital, um, trying to separate currencies from you know, any nation state. Uh, there, there are just so many advantages. And then um, with the run-up in uh, NBA Top Shot last year, also having been a big sports card collector and um, someone who's obviously interested in sort of speculative markets, I just saw such a potential um, improvement in these collectible ecosystems by bringing them to a digital age. And so Preston and I started talking about it probably in late 2020. Um, and just the way my mind works, I've, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I started to think through businesses that, that we could start. And, um, and Preston was a part of the, the founding of, of Pixel Vault and really the idea there also tying to both of our backgrounds in entertainment was to try and tell stories as a method of, of driving value and building community. So it's very similar um, thought processes to sort of like web two and previous worlds of entertainment, but with the opportunity to have everything tokenized and increase transparency and increase um, sort of collector interaction and uh, their ability to help shape the brand. Uh, it just seemed like a really fun thing. And, it wasn't a, a hit straight out of the gates. Uh, I had basically mm -hmm. my entire life on the line uh, in founding the company. And there were some uneasy times there at the start, but uh, it all worked out. And, um, you know, come, come winter, there was that idea of uh, trying to have the first Dow owned uh, professional team. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Preston really ran with the concept and I tried to support in any way I could. Um, you know, made some introductions uh, to a couple people that, that ended up joining the group. And then obviously Adidas with the work I've done with them with the Into the Metaverse campaign. So uh, yeah, it's just sort of like a fun project for me. Um, luckily, we, we've built up a pretty big team at Pixel Vault. And so we were able to help out with some of the technical stuff in the first drop. But uh, just, just trying to be helpful however I can and try and build something that will will rally folks together. Yeah, I will say that um, <clears throat> that's something that's like really interesting for me having, you know, I kind of remained crypto curious and I, I haven't really gone beyond that until I got to know Eben and um, Preston, but something that's very, it, it's become a very tangible thing for me with the NFT community, seeing not only like how wag me, um, like just the NFT itself is creating a digital community that can support something tangible, but there's also something kind of in the intangible, there's the community as well. Like it's, it's, there's kind of a, it's a hybrid support group, but I've also been just very impressed by um, the way everybody does work together. Cause I don't know, you have 40 different people all with interest, especially financial interest in the club. And, um, it seems like every little kind of thing is is um, a collaborative process. And I'm just like, you know, I've worked in um, TV, like TV writing and advertising and stuff like that. And everybody just kind of has their role. And what I've noticed about this group is that 
people will jump in constantly to be like, hey, I can do that. Or, hey, I can help with that. And it doesn't seem to be an ego driven thing. It's just like literally like a collection of skills. Um, so, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Sean doesn't know this because you jumped on right after. But Andy, you know, the elephant in the room, he, he brought up the video. We spoke about it. Apologized quite formally. Um, mm -hmm. I asked him about his just like as a comedian, like what it's like to go with something that totally flops and fails what it feels like. But um, I will say like Sean was on the other side, saw the video, was like shocked we posted it. So like, I just like depends on the personality, but that as one of the challenges with the big collaborative group of 40 people where you have different opinions, we have to try to find ways and structures to be aligned and be on the same page. But for something like that, um, there were some within the group that obviously were opposed to it. So uh, it's an interesting dynamic and we're gonna keep working at it. Yeah, I mean, my perspective on that is to that point, I think we we had sort of towed the line of funny, self-deprecating humor pretty well. Uh, I, I, I've liked the tone of voice, but certainly this is a group of people that wants to think outside the box and uh, I get the thought process for it. Um, me personally, I tend to be, you know, I'm like the suit with a hoodie. Right. I, I tend to be a bit more corporate and I would never have said or posted anything like that. But I think the uh, the group's heart was in, in the right place, trying to be funny. Just it's missed. Um, you know, so, there's a you know, there's a world up to it is. Yeah. 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 We had to own up to it. I mean, there's a world, Andy, and everyone's going to hate me for even bringing this up. But it's actually Evan that brought it up. So blame him. But there is a world where Carlisle wasn't our first game. And we have a video done for another club that doesn't include the first 20 seconds of that video that right. probably passes that people actually like and think is funny. And then we're doing them every week as like a, an interesting thing. We play Carlisle like the 13th week of the season and it actually has a completely different response, but it was the season opener. So we learned quickly. Yeah. yeah I think that I, I think one thing that's really hard and I don't, you know, this isn't an excuse, but it it's hard because we have people from all over the world in the ownership group. And then we also have people of all different sensibilities. We have an American sensibility. We have a British sensibility. And then a lot of internet, you know, and the internet, as you guys both know, is like, it's the Wild West. And like some of the most popular stuff on the internet is some of the worst it's just, you know, the depravity of man. And so controversy sells. Yeah, I have some, I have some friends, I have a bunch of friends in the comedy community who are independently, like, they've become independently generationally wealthy, you know what I mean? By just being horrible humans. <laughs> <laughs> and um, why didn't why didn't you do that? I mean, I'm if you guys are ready to sign on, I will be your sacrificial lamb. Okay. But, you know, um, there, I, have a, I have friends with a podcast that has the same word as the first 20 seconds as their title. And um, they, you know, they're, they bought their parents' houses last year. Yeah. Um, which means, like, why I say that is, like, so it's, like, hard with, like, wag me because we do have people with that sensibility within our group. And they want to kind of see that level of... Um, humor like you know there's there's nothing is off limits but then you also have like 
a ton of people who are business people or just positive people, you know, just like there's ways to be funny without uh, going after people. So it's just, you know, I think it's like a misstep. And I think that we just didn't, we didn't see the downsides as much as we were trying to go for the joke. And um, I can totally understand why people would be opposed to it from a business point of view. Um, yeah. It also, I think like, you know, it could have used a few more drafts. Like we probably could have gotten to a funnier place. So by the way, yeah, uh, not I to had change some the... interesting messages that day. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, real quick. And then I got to change the subject because I think we hit our allotted time of talking about the video, but there are so <laughs> many people within the group that also have, so it makes it tough. Like Hunter, he's been doing some social and like videos for us and like putting his face forward as part of the ownership group. Um, I don't know. He's like almost a hundred thousand followers. Uh, he didn't obviously like it. it. It hurts his own personal brand some, and he didn't have final say on whether it got posted or not. And so um, those are some of the the difficulties with trying to do things as a, as a massive group, but um, we're, so, some items are in place to get things a little more structured. And um, so everyone's aligned and at least knows what our, what our you know entire vision is, but I wanted to interject because um, breaking news, uh, Sean, but the San Diego Padres are finalizing a deal to acquire superstar outfielder Juan Soto from Washington, one of the biggest deals oh, in wow. history. So, uh, PV. What Sports was the number they reached? Coming, coming through clutch. We, that one. We uh, we got some good in, good intel at the All Star game. We were right yeah. on the landing spot. Did they say the final number, Preston? Uh, so one of the biggest deals in baseball history goes down and it sends the 23 year old to San Diego where he'll team up with Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. So it's going to be a trade and then they'll negotiate the contract out, which will be an insane number that we will find out shortly, I imagine. But, uh, I mean, I, it's half a billion, maybe it's crazy to me because you don't think of like, I know baseball does have the money, but you know, it's like normal for me to see those numbers next to a football player. Cause I just see it as this giant worldwide sport. So when I see $800 million offered, I'm like, what, isn't that the entire <laughs> revenue of the team? Like <laughs> for yeah, one the baseball player. players are doing well, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. not, not great for the Dodgers. I mean, Soto's a B, yeah. but, uh, I like competition, so it'll, it'll make for it's a good trio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I, I know that we only have you for uh, an allotted amount of time, Sean, and we can only apologize so much for the video. Um, I do want to ask you kind of like what your hopes are for for the season and like what you're, you know, kind of like. I know that you kind of have. I can understand your backstory, but like, what, what, like, what are you, what are you looking forward to and how do you hope to be involved with the team and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, on the field, right. I, I hope we're promoted. Uh, and I do think that there's a realistic shot of that. I think the first match obviously showed that there are going to be some growing pains just as we get this, this group of guys who there's a, there's a lot of movement, right. A new manager. Uh, it's going to take a bit of time, but, I'm obviously still very hopeful. I think the signings that that um, the group has overseen have been amazing. Um, so I'd say that's uh, goal 1A. And goal 1B, which I touched on earlier, is is really just build a really fun community. At, at the end of the day, I think everyone involved with WAGME wants this to be sort of like a fun and rewarding experience. Um, 
most sports fans would say that they they would want to be more actively involved with with the club that they're rooting for. And so I think WAGME gives a, a pretty unique opportunity to do so. And if we can be successful uh, on the field and, you know, grow this to be a, a premier league club, I mean, imagine just how fun it will be to be on sort of the ground floor of things. Yeah. Um, and then from a business perspective, similar to Pixel Vault, um, really everything we've done at Pixel Vault has been trying to push the boundaries of of what the technology can do and how it can be integrated with sort of fun entertainment properties. And so no differently, I want uh, WAGME to sort of be a leader in finding integrations of the technology in the sports space. Um, and so that that's sort of my, my ethos, broadly speaking, in Web3 is just continue to push the boundaries. It's such a young space that like, if we're all just copying a handful of people there's not going to be any movement or progress. And so uh, like the video, touching on that again, if you don't take risks, there, you, there's no reward. So not everything will be a home run, but as long as we're continuing to try and be leaders, I think we'll have succeeded in what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah, and I, I think um, that, that kind of leads me to, a, <laughs> I'm going to say this independently, but um, I, I love that kind of uh ethos and just kind of like projection i've noticed that like people are very sensational in you know uh the discord that i'm on and stuff like that and i i, I kind of wonder is that is that normal for the nft community is there kind of a like because i you know like, very high highs and very low lows okay that's drastic right. one yeah. day you're the most popular kid in school and then the next day you're getting beaten up in the locker room so yeah, because I'm not. It is I'm not used to that. Yeah. I'm a. I've Nor been am I. <laughs> I've been an Arsenal fan for about um, I don't know one and a, one and a half decades, and um, it's been bad for a lot of it. And um, you know, nobody was like, "I'm bloody switching teams, mate." You know, like there's none of that. It's just you. You soak in it, and you look at the positives, or you you know, there's a lot of gallows humor and stuff like that, but. Um, mm -hmm. It's just you're, uh, you're pretty old, Andy. Have you, have I know you people how old you are. Can I Google that? Will it come up? I, I just turned forty. Um, I live in Manhattan. I'll t I'll give it. I'll give people. I live on the east side of Manhattan, but that's all uh, I'm giving. Dox yourself real quick. Yeah, I'll dox myself before the um, <laughs> sleuths can can out yeah, me. I mean, I have a celebrity it. wife, and um, also also both of us advertise our whereabouts every night because we have to perform stand up live. So um, if they want to come for me, um, please buy a ticket first, um, <laughs> just because I need I need those numbers. Also, you know, follow follow me on the gram. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm you know what? I, I, I'm very impressed because I, you know, like for me, I'm sitting there as an outside observer. I, I'm feeling more and more kind of like connected to this community just because I've had such a warm reception, especially at Crawley. I found it to do, just be such a lovely experience, but it's really it's nice to see you have such kind of an optimistic outlook on it. Cause I know that, um, you know, if you just listen to the chatter, it can be so, it can, it can, it can be so dark. Actually, I want to give a shout out to, um, Preston because, you know, I'm sitting there as a kind of new to the whole program and it's June and we don't have an NFT sale. We don't have a football team yet, like, you know, physically. And, um, the ETH is just taking a bath. And um, he's just the whole time he's going, 
yeah, it's not the most ideal time. You know, like that's the worst it gets. Uh, we got pe penalized by the EFL because we didn't realize you had to have sleeves like this. Um, you know, whatever it is, everything is just water off a duck's back. And um, very positive human being. He's a he's a good influence on us all. Yeah, so I'm I'm just I'm until, until this last weekend. <laughs> yeah, but even things, then, you're you're more positive yeah. than most, so. I don't know. I, I think sure. I think again, touching on the idea of why it gets like that in these online communities. You know, there's just sort of this echo chamber effect, right? Where the people yelling loudest sort of can yell with one another. Um, and I'm sure some of it's cathartic, but um, you know, also in the best of times, it's uh, it's a really amazing place to be. So, you know, you just have to to approach it every day trying to have that mindset of, uh, you know, everything is, is somewhat passing, right? The darkest days will pass um, and just sort of continue on, be convicted in, in what it is you do and it won't get to you as much. Yeah. Tell us uh, what's on deck, what's in store for, for Pixel Vault, if you have a few more minutes. Yeah. So um, really for the rest of this year, it's just building out our existing ecosystem. We have a, uh, a bunch of blockchain games in the works. Uh, we have some exciting stuff in terms of a, a AAA game experience that's going to bring the MetaHero universe to life. Uh, we're about to launch the UpDAO, which is a, a custom built dashboard that is um, allows for the integration of many DAOs interacting with one another. So we've, we've tried to press the boundaries of, of what DAOs can be in, uh, trying to gamify that process because I think most DAOs suffer from inactivity. And so really excited to be launching that very shortly. And then we also have sort of a, a surprise release uh, here to benefit the overall ecosystem at Pixel Vault uh, in the next week or so. Um, but really it's, it's just continuing to build out what it is we have uh, using the bear market to really focus and get back to basics. Um, and then from a long-term perspective, obviously we have, uh, the work we're doing with, uh, Dana White Endeavor and trying to bring a, a project to life with them. Um, but, uh, for the most part, just sort of trying to be involved in the space in any way we can, uh, work with people that we think are, are being leaders and doing unique things and, uh, trying to drive value to our community who obviously has supported us through thick and thin. So that's really the focus right now. Nice. You know, what's, what's tough uh, to kind of just piggyback a little bit on your point about using the bear market to build. I think it would be really easy and comfortable for you to find, I don't know the word exactly, um, but just find ways to drive up price of NFTs or X coin or whatever, just kind of uh, manually in a sense that aren't with the long-term vision and, and, like optimal vision in, in mind. And so it's really hard going back to like taking heat occasionally for, oh, why are the prices down? Why is the floor price down? This and that and the FUD that you'll see, um, especially the last few months, just in general in the market. Uh, I'm sure there were opportunities to tangibly just like do something really small um, that would have made everyone happy that wouldn't have had the best interests of Pixel Vault in mind. And so that's one thing I appreciate. And you know, as a sports better, even our backgrounds in sports, or you played a ton of DFS, I know, um, back in the day, it's like, you just can't react to short term 
outlooks and mindsets. It just has to be longer term. And if you're able to do that and, and process and then um, actually actively think and, and do that way, then it's going to be for the betterment of the project and the people that are involved. So just wanted to commend you for keeping your head up the best you can and um, trucking along because it's it's tough in you know, the current situation. Yeah. And there's a lot of other projects that have left to temporarily inflate prices and it just it's not going to go over well anyway. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to build for where we think the space is going. And um, certainly the bear market hit at a time where we had really tried to be growing our ecosystem to to onboard new users, certainly um, doing so through our existing holders, trying to make sure that our collectors win alongside of us. But at the end of the day, if it's, if it's still the same 10,000, 50,000 people trading NFTs with one another, none of us are going to win. So um, you know, taking calculated risks on, on growth, um, being at the cutting edge, we're going to continue to do so. And in the interim, it's just finding ways to, to make sure, um, our collectors are happy that we're all winning alongside one another. So I've, I have some interesting things in the works, uh, and I'm, I'm excited for what the rest of the year holds. Um, well, that's awesome. And thank you, uh, Sean, if you have a second more, um, I don't know if you want to stick around for this, but, um, we have latent Orient, uh, up for our first home game this Saturday. Are you by any chance making the cross the jump across the pond for this? I'm not able to, I'm going to try and come in December. I think we have big activations in December, so I'll, I'll probably come out for a week or so then, um, Lots going on with Pixel Vault, and then them getting married in October. So, okay, yeah. congrats. The hop across the pond is is a little bit difficult. For yeah, me that right makes now. sense. Um, By the way, I, I just got I just got clearance on the bachelor party in Vegas from the missus. Awesome. So, I'm yes, good. join us. Hopefully, there'll be a match that we can we can get on in the sports book. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Not 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 a crowd. Not that we can bet sports. on it. Yeah, we yeah. can. I yeah. still want to watch. Be clear. It. Just to watch. <laughs> I want to watch it. They're a big screen. <laughs> Um, well, uh, that's great. I, I think Not us. come out to, uh, you should try to aim for the beginning of December because there's a good chance that, uh, England will be in, um, the world cup and that'll be a good time Yeah, and nobody will be betting on any of it. I just want to emphasize yeah. that, that none of us will be betting. Um, Preston, you got any thoughts about next week's game? You like looking for a final score prediction or something or? I mean, just have you looked into anything about Leighton, like how, their gameplay? I mean, I know they're a London club. There's a little bit of a, I, I feel like there's a little bit of uh, weight that that carries because they're, you know, a proper city club. Um, I, but I don't know much about the reputation of the club or their or their style. Stylistically, I don't think it's anything that we should be uh, too scared of. So we don't need to, to worry too much about that. Um and honestly, there's the strength of the club. I think they were similarly mid-table last year. So it's a club that if you know we're at home and we're able to perform to our best ability, we should we should handle business. So I'm gonna say two one, Carly Great. Town over Lane Orient, get our first three points and uh hopefully ride the momentum. And are you gonna start as keeper or are you gonna do the second? Yeah, half? depending on how the owners fan match goes friday night if i don't tweak something i'll be starting saturday in the net <laughs> uh sean do you have any uh parting thoughts or anything you'd like to drop no, on? no just uh just rooting rooting for the squad 
recruiting for our group. Uh, I think we have a, a lot of fun plans. Just want to see it all come to fruition and really just everyone have fun with it. So I'm enjoying okay. the ride. Thank well, thanks you, so much for uh, joining us, Sean. And thank, thank you, guys, you guys, everybody. Thanks for uh, checking in, um, everyone. Um, this is the Owner's Box. We'll be doing this every week, um, hopefully with a different member of the ownership group. And by the way, this should be coming out prior to the game. So if you are an It NFT depends voter, on Sean. We, we got we to gotta finalize comms a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll let you know, Andy, what day we can release. Oh, I can cut this part out, but if it does come out before that, uh, do pay attention to the Discord because uh, we will be launching the um, the live feed uh, from Broadfield Stadium During for the NFT holders. So uh, congrats on everything, Sean. And uh, thank, you. thank you, Preston. I will see you uh, tomorrow, both yep. of us jet-lagged. Um, and uh, yeah, go Crawley. Go Crawley. Uh, come on, you Reds. All right. See you in hell, I think is what it said. At the end. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.